there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for Stock Market Podcast Globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to the Wealth Within website and click on the News and Media tab. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Doug Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within and welcome back to our podcast. Hope you're enjoying them. Last, uh, My last podcast I was actually chatting about uh, the superannuation or self-managed superannuation funds and how um, the government were proposing to increase the members allowed in a self-managed super fund from four to be raised to six. And I thought that was an, an excellent idea. And they had a bill that was going into Parliament for that. And um, so I thought that was a great idea as it would open up self-managed super funds to a wider audience of people to be able to have more money going in through into super, into self-managed super funds. Because you know? obviously what we have is, you know, sometimes we might have a mum and a dad or a husband and wife set up their super fund and there's two members. Now, the more members you have in a super fund, the, the per cost base or the cost per person or post cost per um, account in super funds would be more minimized and shared across more people because obviously there is accounting to be done and auditing to everything to be done for each super fund. So if you've got, uh, uh, let's say, mum and dad and two children, it's, it's shared across four people. But uh, if you allow that opened up to six people, then maybe if you've got three children or four children, then you could have mum and dad and four children or mum and dad, two children and two partners, uh, two uh, spouses of those children. So six people in that self-managed super fund, and which would really make a, a difference in terms of the balance that would be in the super funds, making the balances higher in terms of, and let's say maybe instead of two, three, four hundred thousand, it could be six, eight hundred thousand, a million dollars, and therefore would open up a wider range of investments and obviously help keep costs down per account. But since that recording, uh, it's come out that the Labor Party was very much against adding that. And surprise, surprise, or I should say I should not be surprised about that because obviously the Labor Party is very much in bed with the industry super funds, with the unions being with the super funds uh, or uh, industry super funds are run by the unions pretty much. So therefore, it's not surprising to me that the Labor Party didn't want that. And uh, what uh, the coalition did in order to get the rest of the members or the bill through, they removed that requirement, uh, saying that they would come back and look at that later on again, because they're still keen on that. Um, And obviously, with a federal election now being announced to be the 18th of May, if the Liberals are, or the, the coalition are still in after the 18th of May, then that would obviously be put back on the table again and I think it should be it really is it just opens it up to more competition and I think having industry super funds is great but uh, those people who want to get better returns and have more control should be able to run their own self-managed super fund and not be you know having all these things against them um, from that point of view so um, but it is good news as I said uh, 
um, that at least the Liberal Party or the Coalition Party have been thinking about, it, and they will still push through it. So that's the same uh, thing uh, that is really exciting to me. Now, there's another report I got on my desk today. I get lots of these things from industry um, online or e-news type of publications. Um, and another one I got today was, again, on our self-managed super funds. Now, interestingly, last night, one of our graduates, uh, uh, Sue Allen, was on the 7.30 report uh, on the ABC last night. And it was part of a, a, a special report on superannuation and how people can't retire or they're struggling to retire on their superannuation. So they interviewed various different people from people that were retiring relatively comfortably and other people that were struggling, somebody with a super fund that was struggling. Um, and they just did it the wrong way in my book when I when I heard the story. But you never hear the full story on those, um, if you know what I mean, at the depth of the story, what actually went on. But interestingly, I mean, the statistics are saying right still right now that three quarters of Australians are still retiring on a pension or some form of pension, that most people are only just going to be retiring on an income just above the pension itself, you know, with their superannuation and everything else put into it. They're not really going to get too much. I mean, the average male thinks retiring on about 280000 in super, the average female about $100,000 less. So when you have a couple, there's four, $400,000 or roughly um, in terms of that. And if depending on, if you have that in an industry super fund or you're getting, or in a some sort of managed fund averaging 5 to 7%, there's not a lot of cash that comes through to you and your pensions and everything else. So it is interesting. And, and our student was a, a lady that, uh, you know, spent her time bringing up her kids and wasn't working, wasn't in the workforce for a long, long, long time. And she was only working for eight years. And they the story was that, uh, well, they met her at her, uh, work the other day uh, on her last day of work as she retired. Now she's only got twenty odd thousand dollars into super, and they're asking her how she could retire. And she said, "Well, with my super, with what I've got in my investment, I own my own home, and um, you know, with my share trading from you know being a graduate of our course, that the share trading will supplement or even replace the pension. And her goal is to get off the pension completely, and she can do that. I don't have a doubt in that. You know, especially as she's got a bit more time now. She's retired." Uh, she'll be able to generate that income for herself and at least have a better lifestyle and a lot of peace of mind and a lot of security. So it was really good that the ABC did that report last night. Then I think everybody can and uh, or should have the opportunity to be able to create that income and retire from it for themselves and actually you know earn money through the share market and trade. Now, interestingly, as I was about to say before, I got another report uh, from the SMSF um, report from the industry reports that we get. Uh, for, I think it was SMSF magazine, which goes to advisors, I believe, or just to advisors. But it said uh, the report that came out today, or the article that came out today by a lady called Miranda Brownlee, she said the Standing Committee on Economics has advised against Labor's policy to remove refundable franking credits after determining that it would impact individuals on modest incomes and discriminate against self-managed super funds in favour of APRA-regulated funds. Now, APRA-regulated funds is all managed funds, including supers and uh, superannuation funds and other managed funds. But I think she probably means not just APRA-rated funds, it probably we in, in terms of industry funds again. And it's no surprise again that the Labor Party is trying to keep or favour industry super funds given again they're linked to employment and, and the unions. Now, um, basically last year, Labor announced that it was going to remove um, 
the refunds, dividend invitation on people, basically people who weren't paying tax or retirees in retirement who weren't lodging tax returns. But the treasurer, uh, the coalition actually referred uh, referred that to a committee to actually look at the implications of actually removing the, those franking credits that uh, for people that aren't paying tax. Now, the committee released a port recently um, on the inquiry, and, and the two and the, and the the article says there's two recommendations. Um, based on the evidence received during the inquiry, um, the committee recommended against removal of the refundable franking credits and the committee stated in the report that any policy that could reduce Australian retirees' income by up to a third should only be considered as part of an equitable package for wholesale tax return reform. So reforming the whole system, so they're saying it's a bit dangerous, I suppose. Uh, if you want to read between the lines. In its conclusion in the report, the committee said that the, it determined that the Australian Labor Party's policy will hit people of modest incomes who have already retired and who are unlikely to be able to return to the workforce to make up for the income they will lose. Now, they're hitting retirees. Now, some people uh, have argued, say, well, if they're not paying tax, why should they get a tax refund on the franking credits? And it's, well, you know, well, if they've worked all their life, and they've built up their investments, direct investments into the stock market, why shouldn't they reap the benefit of those? Uh, just like anybody else that's paying tax, why should that be discriminated against? And that's a, a really valid argument. But other people saying, well, if they're not paying tax, why should they get a refund? That's also a valid argument. But really, you know, when you're in retirement, you want certainty, you don't want uncertainty. And this is all this stuff creates this uncertainty for people in retirement. Um, basically, the report goes on to say, or the article goes on to say, in doing so, the ALP policy will force many people who have saved throughout their lives to be independent in retirement onto the age pension. And this defeats the stated purpose of the policy. Interestingly, you know, we, we want people to retire independent of being on a pension. Remember, the pension is a safety net. It is not a, not a savings plan. It is not a retirement strategy. The pension came about many, many years ago. I think it was in the 50s as a safety net in case you lived longer than the average and the money you saved ran out. It was never, ever designed to be a retirement strategy, which is a lot of people are using it at the moment. Um, the article goes on to say the ALP has said that its policy to scrap refunding franking credits is designed to tax the wealthy. Um, uh, this is an unfair and untrue characterization of the 900,000, sorry about my paper shuffling, um, Australians who will be affected by the policy and the distribution data relied upon the assets as to assess the distribution of the franking credits does not factor in the introduction of the transfer balance cap. Wow, that's a big mouthful, isn't it? Uh, but uh, basically, it really is about taxing people that really can't afford to be taxed or not allowing people that have planned using the system legally to build up their investments, to build up, to become self-funded retirees, to do exactly what we want them to do. And now they're going to put a boat anchor on them and say, okay, well, you can't have that income anymore. If labor gets in, I'd be really, really um, uh, upset if they brought this in um, for people who've worked the hardest over the years uh, to, to get to that sort of situation only for them to be the rug to be pulled out and on them. Um, the retirement, the, the report also said the retirement system that claimed that in 2014-15, over half of those receiving cash refunds 
for their franking credits had incomes below $18,000 threshold of the time, and 96% had taxable incomes of less than $87,000. So they're not rich people. They're not people on millions of dollars. Um, and they, it, it was, it says, that the article says those people are hardly wealthy, and I really do agree with that, and yet they stand to lose up to 30% of their income under the, APL, under the ALP's plan. And the article also it suggests that the committee also found the policy discriminates against retirees in self-managed super funds in favour of members of the APRA fund. So again, to me, it's it really is about looking after yourself. And to me, it's always about overshooting. I always say to people looking to retirement, you need to overshoot what you want. If you think you need 50000 in retirement, shoot for seventy-five. If you think you need seventy-five, shoot for 100 and, and always overdo it because you never, ever know exactly what's going to happen and what government changes are going to happen. And in the uh, the 7.30 report last night, they were interviewing Peter Costello, the former treasurer. Um, I think he was treasurer right up to about 2007, I think. And then when the Labor Party got in, obviously, um, I think around 2007, um, in that election, um, he lost his spot as treasurer, but he was a, a great treasurer. But he actually was really, really, um, you know, saying we should be helping people retire and helping them really, uh, you know, make the best. And because we do want them to be independent, and I think he made some really, really nice comments. Um, but the interesting thing is, we should be giving people more choice, more diversity in their portfolio, and more control over it. And, uh, and I fully, fully support that. So it was a good good um, segment um, on that 7.30 report. So if you haven't seen it, go to the um, the app for the ABC. You can get on online and watch that. I think it's called iView or something like the ABC. And go and have a look at it. As I said, it's titled Superannuation. Um, it's also on our Facebook page. I think you can probably find a link on our Facebook page to the um, the report as well, but it is to me. It's 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 now we've got that election looming on the 18th of May. Um, as I was saying on my YouTube channel, uh, one thing I don't to me now is not the time to change the captain of the ship. We've steered it away from the icebergs. We're now coming into a budget surplus. Things are starting to look better. It. It's really not the time to change the captain of the ship. That's my view. And, and as I said, you know, I mean, to me, I grew up voting Labor, my family voting Labor. But it, to me, it's right now is not the time to, and I have voted both Labor and Liberal. So I'm not uh, to me, depending on who's got the best policies at the time, what I'm looking for. But right now, I'm, you know, to me, I, I don't really want to see a change in that, the, you know, that every year we change um prime ministers or we haven't been over the last several years so i think now's the time to just get some unity going get some certainty going so that our retirees know where they're going and what we're doing and as a country we can grow together and you know really achieve a lot more and i think as i said just keeping the, the captain of the ship the same is going going to go a hell of a long way there. So that's my thoughts at the moment. As I said on superannuation, self managed super funds, um, etc. I think people should have them. I think people should be using them. But I also think people need to be educated in how to invest in them, not just the compliance side of things. So, but um, if you need to chat to somebody about superannuation, uh, we can help you there. We can help set it up. We also manage portfolios for people.
a lot of self-managed super fund portfolios you manage and we get good returns for them and we help them manage them very cheaply so uh, again it's something that i think everybody should look at if they've got a few hundred thousand they should have a good look at that anyway that's it for me for this week um good luck good trading you've been listening to talking wealth and i'm dale gillam the chief analyst here at wealth within take care thanks for listening this podcast is brought to you by wealth within a global leader in stock market education For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to the Wealth Within website and click on the News and Media tab.